up the slot. Miller lost it. Dodonov gets it. Two on one. With Stone on the right. Stone to Dodonov. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores! Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. This is our first show since last Wednesday. The Golden Knights have played three games since we last spoke, and they are on a roll, and we can't wait to get into the show today. 702-876-1340. It is a Monday. That means the first half hour belongs to you. Give us a shout. The listener line is open right now. 702-876-1340. What is your VGK hot take coming off the four-game sweep of the road trip. Uh, Darren Millard with you. Uh, Chris Chapman in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. The Finley Chevrolet uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas studio on the 215. Home of the... And that is getting it done as Chapman is uh, all fired up about this one. The team has won five in a row overall, five in a row on the road, and they are back in first place as we join you to kick off the last week before Christmas out to the phones we go as we want to know what is your VGK hot take after the big road trip sweep. Mike, you're on the VGK Insider hey, Show. Kudos to Chris for that multitasking effort there. Not bad. Not, not bad at all. That, is, that rivals the best of the best producers. At any rate, um, I want everybody to raise their hand out in, out in your audience who thought that after tomorrow night's game, which may not go our way, but it might, that we would have the best record in the West. Any any takers on that? Not before Christmas. No, not before Christmas. I, I, at one and four, or pick any other day in October, there's no way you would have guessed this by Christmas, would you? It's staggering, Mike. When you factor in all the injuries and then the start and the different players uh, that have been called up, and then on the flip side of that is all the players that have appeared in games that have scored goals and the production that they've received from uh, inside their lineup, down their lineup, and then outside their lineup, Mike. Uh, that's where you get the first place. Uh, that's where you get the 20 wins on the season. That's where you get uh, leading the Pacific Division. And that's where you get the opportunity uh, tomorrow night to be in front of the conference. Now, obviously, we're playing an opponent that is twofold. Number one, You'd like to beat the two-time Stanley Cup champions. Number two, you come off a long road trip. How do you see tomorrow night's game? I think it's exactly uh, the same as uh, people are facing the, the Vegas Golden Knights. Tomorrow night is like looking in the mirror. For Vegas, mm. they're facing a team that got off to a, a sluggish start. They're facing a team that's had some injuries and another big injury to one of its top players. Uh, and they're in a team that is finding ways to win right now. We're going to speak with Joe Athle- uh, Joe Smith from The Athletic, not Joe Athletic, uh, but uh, Joe Smith in just a little bit as uh, we will peruse the Tampa Bay Lightning and give you an idea of, uh, of what to expect uh, from them tomorrow night because it's been a while. Uh, Tampa Bay's won two Stanley Cups since uh, people in Vegas last saw them. But very similar performances this year 
from a couple of teams who have very high expectations. Uh, 702-876-1340. Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you again. And uh, if we don't speak to you before the holidays, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Rita, welcome to the program. Rita, the uh, sage, wild, wise one who said she, she could see going 4-0 on the road trip. Well, yeah, but as far as um, where we're standing, you and Chappie and Ryan, y'all said if we could just hang out at 500%, we'd be fine. I took out your word, so look at where we sit now. We're sitting right up there at the top of the Pacific. So you guys are kind of the sages. I just follow. What's uh, What's been your calling card of this season? If you were going to attach uh, a... a, a an area of the of the campaign that's 20 and 11, uh, leading the Pacific Division, uh, have found a way to win in different fashions, now five in a row. Well, what would you uh, put on, on the front of the door? Same thing from our first year and everything. Our watchword is believe. That's all we got to do. Believe. And uh, as your faith uh, restored in the entire game, because I do want to mention... The power play is enjoying its best month in franchise history right now. And I think that is a conversation that we should be having, given all of the discussion that uh, occurred coming into this month, Rita. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be referring to my fire spot little <laughs> fiasco a few weeks ago, right? Uh, well, I just, I just want you people... Know, I'm going to apologize for that, baby. You're going to apologize for that one? I did. Good. Uh, you don't listen to Ryan's show enough. Well, I, I, I'm doing my own show at that time, so give <laughs> just just uh, a little bit of uh, a break on that one. But uh, uh, Rita, your favorite performance by a VGK this year? Which player does it belong to? He, oh, you know I love them all, but I think Wah has just been a revelation. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Rita, happy holidays uh, and uh, be safe over the break. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy. There's Rita. Uh, one of our favorites says uh, she is uh, sort of the barometer at times for the VGK fan base. Uh, emotional, but also very strongly opinionated. And the power play is going. And that's an area that uh, with it firing now, with all the, the top line players also back in the lineup, which goes hand in hand. Uh, but you got a five game winning streak in a month in which the power play is enjoying its best stretch inside of a month in franchise history. And it's vaulted the Vegas Golden Knights back to uh, first place in the Pacific division uh, percentage points ahead of the Anaheim Ducks. Is that a bigger surprise than anything though? That the Vegas Golden Knights are competing with the Anaheim Ducks for first place. Is that a bigger shock? than just getting back to uh, the top of the mountain in the first place. 702-876-1340. Also want to know, this being Christmas week, what do you get the Golden Knights? If you're going to come up with something, would it be uh, a faster rehabilitation for Jack Eichel? We've got some news on that trade, too, uh, in the pieces that went the other way in one-timers in just a little bit. Brian McCormick will join us from the Henderson Silver Knights, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, as uh, they are back to uh, to full strength. But what would you offer up if you could come up with anything for the Vegas Golden Knights? But it's it's kind of like this team's just won the lottery because they've gone from struggling with injury 
struggling to maintain uh, their head above water through all the, the drama that went through the season from October and November to now being rich with, with really big-time players producing at the top of their game. 702-876-1340. The first half hour belongs to you. The Golden Knights coming off a four-game road trip. Uh, we've got uh, one line open, 702-876-1340. Uh, the way this team won games this last week is impressive. But also, the way this team is coming up with the power play, coming up with depth scoring on the blue line, coming up with uh, Jonathan Marcheseau scoring uh, a, a big goal in, in the shootout the other day after not having a shot on net. And then the top two lines. The top two lines were the story for two weeks. And then the last two games, it's been death scoring. That's also provided an avenue to win. And Robin Leonard, with his ability to win in shootouts, and how emotional was that uh, yesterday as we watched uh, during the TV timeout and uh, Robin Leonard acknowledged the New York Islanders and its fan base uh, pointing to the tattoo of Long Island on his neck and then going out there and being able to, to win a hockey game. wasn't the cleanest game in the world, but it was sure fun. Like that, that final five minutes alone, the ups and downs, you're, you're leading, then you're behind. Then you're not behind because of a challenge. And then the, usually that always swings the other way, where the team that wins the challenge gets a little bit of a boost. Islanders came right back and scored. And with the net empty, the Vegas Golden Knights were able to, to tie the game. Still leaned on Robin Leonard big time in the overtime. Outshot 7-1. And then winning in a shootout, and Rita mentioned it, uh, Nick Waugh, with that motorcycle kick, like, a, like if you rode uh, dirt bikes back in the day, or maybe you ride them out uh, in the desert right now. That motorcycle kick, it's got something going on right now. But Vegas is first in the Pacific Division, tied with Anaheim, uh, ahead of Calgary, Edmonton, and then Los Angeles. But there's a little question mark just off to the side. 702-876-1340, first half hour is yours every Monday on the VGK Insider Show. Looking for your hot take, your Christmas gift, for the Vegas Golden Knights, would it be Jack Eichel? Would it be Chandler Stevenson gets to stay at center between Pacioretty and Stone? Stone had an upper body injury yesterday, hoping it's not long-term as he missed uh, yesterday's game. Would uh, would the Christmas gift for the Vegas Golden Knights be some more power play time for Dylan Coughlin, who's finding ways to generate his presence in the lineup? getting in the lineup because Shea Theodore wasn't able to go against the New Jersey Devils and then staying in, in the lineup after that and scoring against the New York Rangers. Some power play time for Dylan Coughlin wouldn't necessarily be uh, the worst thing in the world. That's where you get into that depth. Like Petrangelo plays on the second unit. Shea Theodore on the top unit. Dylan Coughlin, can he slide in? 702-876-1340. i got to fit a few more calls in here. Hot take, Christmas gift, your topic, your choice. Russ, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. How's it going, Derek? Good, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. First-time caller, long-time listener. Um, 
outstanding road trip. Absolutely loved it. Uh, just can't believe the way Leonard's been playing in shootouts lately. If I could give the VGK anything for Christmas, I'd give them $10 million in cap space so they don't have to trade anybody else away. That's the best gift uh, ever. That's awesome. I, I wasn't uh, anticipating that. Uh, $10 million gets you to, uh, to fit in Jack Eichel, and, uh, and uh, you don't have to shuffle the lineup. You don't have to worry about an injury, uh, making, uh, making things uh, a little bit uh, uh, more uh, suitable and easier to fit under the cap. Uh, I, I love that idea. Yeah, uh, that, that would be what I'd give them. Uh, what was the most impressive part of the road trip for you? Uh, just the resiliency to come back and tie the games up and take it to overtime. Fun, right? Like, yeah. We haven't seen a lot of overtime this year because they, they've been so adept at winning in, in regulation, which is great when it comes to the tiebreaker. But you see that, uh, the, the back-to-back overtimes, and there's a little part of you that nudges in the back uh, of your neck just going, I wouldn't mind seeing that every now and then. Yeah, I loved it. Russ, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Don't be a stranger. Make sure you call again and uh, stay safe over the holidays. Thank you, too. There's Russ on uh, line number two. So a line open, 702-876-1340. Give us a shout. Give us your hot take about the Vegas Golden Knights. Give us your Christmas gift. Tough to top gifting $10 million in cap space. Uh, I'm not sure Russ can afford necessarily to give away the $10 million, but granting $10 million in cap space is a is a great present over to the, to the Vegas Golden Knights, who don't have to worry about it right now, but come late January, early February, Jack Eichel gets close to joining the team. There'll be times for that conversation, and it will be a, a very emotional conversation. But you've also witnessed how fragile health can be in the National Hockey League. And COVID, with its implications in the National Hockey League. And a couple of uh, big announcements coming over the course of the weekend as the National Hockey League and the NHLPA have continuing dialogue about the surge in cases and the impact of positive results uh, with the athletes in around the National Hockey League. Invite you to call 702-876-1340. The National Hockey League will continue with its schedule as is right now. There was some speculation that it would take a a break this week and through the Christmas break, uh, they will push on, although several teams have been shut down until the December 26th was the last day of the the holiday break. Teams are returning to action on the 27th. And it seems or feels like every 90 minutes, you're looking at your phone going, oh, another game's been canceled. The Seattle game, Arizona. That one's postponed uh, today. So dealing with that on a case-by-case basis, but for the time being, as of right now, just after 4 o'clock Pacific time zone, on December 20th, things are continuing, which is good for the Vegas Gold. You you have two choices right now. You you take the pause and hope things are going to improve. Look at the cases. Is is it going to dramatically improve inside of of 10 days? No. So there's, there's 20 teams that are still able to go right now. Get as many of those games in as you can before Christmas. The three-day break, 
uh, over the 24th, 25th, and 26th. You reassess, you get back to it, or you shut it down now and hope. Tampa Bay doesn't have any people in protocol right now. Vegas Golden Knights, nobody in protocol. So you play tomorrow night. And that way, Tampa doesn't have to come all the way back across the country. That's huge for the Tampa Bay Lightning because they they're they arrived yesterday uh, afternoon. And then the L.A. game, you, you get that one in. And then all of a sudden, Vegas, like they're sitting pretty good. From a schedule standpoint, no games postponed. So you're not squeezing anything in. Then you've got your three-day break as the National Hockey League will reassess. Now, what's going to happen as far as the Olympics? I don't know. I know it's really, really complicated. Not just the idea of whether you should go or not, but I'll throw this out at you. Could we see the National Hockey League decide not to go to the Olympics in Beijing, but players still go? So how does that happen? Well, the NHL, the NHLPA say, you know... It's not worth it uh, if a player is going to be hung up for potentially five weeks for a positive COVID test in China. We lose, lose control of that player. That player, that athlete, that coach falls under the Chinese medical system. So we lose we lose all control. It's, it's like, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not going. I was supposed to go to China. I'm not going. I can't afford to be away for five weeks from Chapman, from my family, from work. Not in that specific order, but I, I'm, I'm not going to be away for, for five weeks. Risk being away for five weeks. So the NHL, let's say, because it's trending in that direction. Let's say the National Hockey League and the NHLPA decide not to go. What if players still go? There, there's an interesting aspect to that because, and I'm I will never pretend to be a medical expert, but from what everything I read and everything I seem to understand about this virus is, if you test positive and you have it, there's a significant period of time before you can catch it again. So my thinking is, players who are testing positive right now this week, by all understanding of this virus they will probably be able to go to China and not have to worry about testing positive while they're over there. Now, obviously, a lot can change, right? New variants, whatever. But that's a really interesting because I haven't really thought about the NHL pulling out, but players still going. I wasn't leaning towards players who had already tested positive and going. I'm leaning towards players who really want to play in the Olympic Games, whose dream it is to win an Olympic gold medal. And you know who I'm pointing to there? Alexander Ovechkin. The Russian players. Who the Olympic Games, the Stanley Cup and Olympic Games, very much on par. Ovi's got a Stanley Cup. His legacy, he wants that gold medal right there. Now, you know you know hockey people all over the world, all over the country, what kind of chatter is there about the KHL? Are they having similar discussions with their players, or are they all in on this regardless? Well, I think they're all in. That's kind of what I hey, was thinking. If the NHL doesn't go, Chapman, the it's KHL. the KHL and the European leagues yeah. that and will, will – because 
they're still going to have a hockey tournament. Yeah. European leagues, KHL. And I know KHL is still Europe, but I'll, I'll separate them for the sake of the hockey conversation. And some American Hockey League players will will make up the teams. We will still have teams. So if you've got a player with a great relationship with his owner, Alexander Ovechkin, who desperately wants an Olympic gold medal, if the National Hockey League says, we're not going, does Ovechkin go to his owner and say, can I still go? I bet he does. I bet he does, too. You know, and that's that's also interesting because it would obviously make Russia the heavy, heavy favorites, right? Because, I it mean, would. Swedish League is okay. It's not great by, by our standards. But I was thinking about it today. We wouldn't. We probably wouldn't even be able to send college kids because if I'm the University of Michigan, there's no way I'm letting my players go over there considering we were unable to participate in the Frozen Four last year because of our team having issues with COVID. There's no way I'm going to tell my players yeah, it's okay if I'm the University of Michigan. I want to get to the phone call, but uh, right now, uh, get a couple more standing uh, by. But just on your conversation and your statement there about university students, Northeastern University was supposed to participate in the World University Games in Europe. Last week, they didn't go. They didn't go. Team team. They were going to represent Team USA at the World, World University Games. Uh that was uh, that was a trip that was uh, called off at the last minute. Uh, back to the phone lines. Ross? Ron. Ron. Ron, sorry about that. Uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. How you doing? I'm great. How are you, bud? Good. Great show. I love you guys. Thank uh, you. However, I think you better take a pause on any more nicknames for the Golden Knights because since, since you got the money line, uh, they're 0-3. So do you, for... think it, do you think it's a, a hex? Do you, do you I think, think you jinxed them? You, really? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I think more it was a heater. And, uh, I, I think it was a heater. Back. Hopefully he's back. So yeah. I think it was a heater that just uh, had had run its course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope they do it back again at home. So Are you okay with the great. with the money line though? I I, I think it's it's kind of kind of grabbed a, some some momentum. It's a great nickname, but yeah, uh, yeah. maybe poor timing. Okay, Ron. Well, I, yeah. see, Ron. There's that delicate time zone, uh, t- time point where do you do you jump on it early, yeah. and, and then you're like, hey, you're getting ahead of yourself, or right. and, and, and trying to buy a stock when it's uh, already it, peaked. Exactly. But this one, this one may have dipped a little bit. Now's the time to buy. Now get in go. on the money there line right go. now because yeah, it's I coming back. I got one wish for the Golden Knights uh, for Christmas, and that is that the NHL adapts the same protocol as the NFL and stops testing asymptomatic players. You know what, Ron? Uh, I would say that uh, I would be very much in the opposite camp, would have been in the opposite camp a year ago. And I'm I'm knocking on your door, and I want to be let in. Will you let yeah. me in? Because I, I've come around to that. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, uh, thanks for the call, Ron. Uh, don't be a stranger. Call again, okay? 702-876-1340. Uh, back to line five. Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good. Chapman's, uh, Chapman's multitasking. He's very busy today between the phones 
and doing a bit of research for a segment that's coming up in in a couple of uh, minutes. And there's there's a couple of other things just going on in the studio uh, that, that that got him. So uh, I'm I'm trying to keep an eye on him while doing the show at the same time. So it's 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 busier than it should be for two people locked in a radio studio. Yeah, well, you know what? I always send my love and support to Chapman. I think he does a great job. I still think he deserves a new um, system. So, oh, I, I agree with you I on that one. Built toward that. Yeah, if we were going to give um, gift Christmas gifts to Chapman, it would be uh, a, a new phone here in the in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. That's what we gift him. Uh, what's your hot take? What's your Christmas gift for the Vegas Golden Knights? What do you think of the road trip? Uh, well, you know what? Um, I think the road trip was amazing. I think that when the worst thing you can say about a road trip is we gave away two loser points, that's a pretty amazing road trip. Um, I think that uh, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the Silver Knights. I was really excited that they did the lucky launch and um, that we get to start having that tradition here in Vegas. Were you there? I was not. I wish I was. I wasn't able to make it because... Um, didn't, didn't have the right timing for anything. Uh, Brian McCormick, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, is coming up uh, in segment two of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, we want to get the, the lowdown of the lucky launch. The lucky launch, by the way, is sort of a take on the teddy bear toss uh, when the home team yeah. scores and uh, you, th- you throw all the stuffies on, on the ice. Uh, would you have had to uh, buy a new stuffy? Or if you were going to take a stuffy from your, from your kids and try and sneak it out, which one would you have done? Oh, Darren, my kids have about 9 million stuffed animals. They would never have noticed. <laughs> oh, that's uh, even best. Uh, Stephanie, uh, th- I would have I would have also um, brought new ones, though, just because I, I would I would be that weirdo with, like, two trash bags full to throw them because it's, just, it's a fun thing that is, like, exciting and fun to do, yep. but also for a great cause. Lucky launch 2022. When I see the garbage bag come flying over, I'm going to go, that was Stephanie. Uh, right now, there with the stuffies. Throw the whole garbage bag. will be one at a time. <laughs> oh, no, that's what Stephanie is. Stephanie is that last person. Like, right as they're about to drop the puck, I got one more. And, and it's coming over the boards. Um, uh, would, would you give anything uh, for Christmas? Anything special uh, under the tree for the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, oh, goodness. That's hard. I, I guess, like, um, like, I don't know, a, a warding doll against injury. That I was thinking, do bless the doll. Yeah, I, in my head, I was going health, but that's 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 a great one. Uh, thanks for the call, Stephanie, and I uh, always look forward to our conversations uh, on the VGK Insider Show, and of course in the pre and the the post game show uh, with Ryan Wallace. Uh, great health. Vegas is twenty and eleven this year for forty points. That's incredible coming back from the one and four start and not just the one and four start, but all the injuries. So let's get back to this Olympic thing just to put a bow on that. So player, if the national hockey league, the NHLPA say, no, we're not going to go no participation for the second straight Olympic games. But you have a player who goes to his owner and says, what do you think? Could I go? I wonder if that player will be allowed to participate and what kind of thoughts, what kind of opinions would people have in that? Because I can see Ovi asking. I can see Ovi wanting to go no matter what, trying to go. Would others follow suit? Would you get a, a, a player who's maybe in his window 
for Team USA. Last chance. It's wide open tournament. Let's do it. Even with the risks. Because there's going to be risks somewhere. Because they're still going to have a hockey tournament. Like players are still going. It's just whether or not they're in the National Hockey League or not. And if they're still going to have a tournament and the National Hockey League doesn't participate with their players en masse, will you have a handful just on the periphery go to their owner, probably work your way up, coach, general manager, and owner. Although Ovi might just go straight to the owner. Now, my memory is a little foggy on this, but wasn't there some kind of issue with him and a little bit of controversy for Pyeongchang a couple of years ago? I'm not sure exactly what you're like. I, at. Like, I think did did he wanted to go? He wanted to go, yeah. and he he I I think he he considered maybe taking the time off. Yes, and and going anyway. Yes. Now. No, I don't. I don't remember if if his owner was it Leotis. Is that his Leonsis? Leonsis. If he stood in the way of that, I, I'm trying to remember the exact situation. But even four years ago, he still had 2022. Yeah, yeah. And the potential of best on best. Yeah. 2026, Cortina <sighs> is Alexander Ovechkin. A big part of that team. How old is he? Forty something. No, he still he, he might still be chasing Wayne Gretzky at that point. Yeah, <laughs> but is 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 he Alexander Ovechkin being able to contribute to an Olympic gold? And I, I'm using Ovi as the example, but there might uh, there there could very well be Canadian, American, Swedes who see this as their window. Ovi's been lucky. He's played in multiple Olympic games. Yeah, he, Jonathan did, Taves did has played in, in multiple Olympic. Yeah. Yeah, they lost multiple right? Olympic games. Yeah, it was uh, Finland. A tragic disappointment for for Russia. Yeah, but good. But what if what if this is your one chance to play in the Olympic games? Yeah, like your your stock has risen over the last five years, three years, two years, to where you're it. You can play on that Olympic team for your federation. The league says we're not going. Do you knock on the door? Uh, I think I do. I'm, if I'm if I'm being honest, I think I do. Because the opportunity, first of all, now now you know it's probably going to be a watered down field, so the chances of meddling increase with with you being added to the roster if you're an NHL player with elite players, yeah, yeah. So you know, especially if I'm a Russian player, because you're the defending champ, you know that they're going to be probably the favorite if the NHL opts out. If I'm, do you a, think the National Hockey League withdraws from the Olympic Games? The players. No, I don't. You don't? I don't. I do. Do you? I, I, and, I think... and, and I was a thousand percent the other way two weeks ago. I think the National Hockey League will pull out of the Olympic Games in, in Beijing. Now that's a player's th- decision, right? That well, the National Hockey League has says has said it's up to the players. So it's up to the NHLPA. Yeah, in consultation with the NHL. Like okay. I think there's a lot of dialogue. Well, if there. you put it that way, then yeah, I, I think there's probably going to be a lot of pressure from the league to not to not do this. But given that, if they withdraw, I think we still have a handful of players to go. I, I love the idea of Ovechkin saying, "You know what? I'm, I'm going. just going to go anyway. I'm going." And and I know he's the prime example, but I love the idea of, of other players 
You know, I mean, hey, there may be guys on the Golden Knights, and they may say, you know what, this is my only opportunity. Every federation is yes. going to have one or two players like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone from Denmark, right? Their only chance to do this. I'm, I, if I'm the player, I'm strongly considering it. Mm-hmm. I am too. We'll watch with uh, with interest. But just because the National Hockey League or the Players Association withdraw in the next 72 hours or next week, don't think that there might not be a couple that say, I'm going anyway, or we'll try to go anyway. Uh, when we continue, we'll check in on the Lucky Launch founder himself. It's Brian McCormick. I'm going to give him credit for the uh, the Lucky Launch name. And we'll uh, check in on what's happening with the Henderson Silver Knights. Things are back to normal with the VGK. How about the HSK? And in hour number two, Joe Smith from The Athletic will stop by. Everything you need to know about the two-time Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, who, oh, by the way, just happen to be second overall in the National Hockey League. Don't believe all that stuff about them not being the best team in Florida. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Ready to sing your song? Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Where's Alvin? Where's Alvin? So vinyl's back. So many, so many kids now get an opportunity to listen to the Chipmunks whenever they want again. Unless you do the podcast like on on fast play two times. But if when you back in the days of the record player, you just spin it around fast. You get to listen to the Chipmunks sing anything you want. You didn't have to. You didn't have to buy a Chipmunks album. You just put on Elvis and spin it fast, and Elvis would sing like Chipmunks. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I bought my kid a turntable for Christmas last year, and. Uh, one of the things I did, there's a there's a store here mm-hmm. on Decatur, and it is like a treasure trove. Did they give you a good deal? Yeah, I think so. Well, let's mention uh, them. Uh, wax tracks. Okay. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had never been in there, but it's it's literally like you go into this this archive of history, and I found the Chipmunks album that I had as a kid, yep. but I could not find it on any streaming platforms. Of course, I had to buy it for my kid. Like, here you yeah. go, man. And, if, and that was one of the first things we listened to. You buy him any forty fives? Uh no. But I picked up a. I, I picked. You know, he likes jazz, so I picked up a lot of uh, some Miles Davis and. But and, no, uh, no forty fives. Do you have this because the spacers? I, I wish. You yeah. Never, you can never find those spacers. No, I had my dad was a big big <sighs> music guy, so we had we had all those thirty threes, forty fives. Kids don't know what side A and side B are. No, no, no clue. I uh, will connect with Brian McCormick, uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Voice in just a second. Run through the road trip. Boston, 4-1. New Jersey, 5-2. Rangers, 3-2. Shootout. New York Islanders, 4-3. Shootout. Scored three goals or more in every game. You win every game. And you come home with two games before Christmas. And you're in first place. I threw it out there. Remember, nine games in 16 days before the break. Tough schedule. A lot going on. Jammed in there. But Vegas was fifth in the division. I went, if you get on a roll, because everybody's healthy, if you get on a roll, can you do it by Christmas? There with two games to go. Tampa Bay tomorrow night, L.A. on Thursday, and then they come back uh, for the Colorado Avalanche 
on December 27th. We've got tickets to give away for that one uh, later in the show. Chat about uh, what's going to happen against Tampa Bay with Joe Smith from The Athletic in just a little bit and the L.A. Kings uh, on Thursday. So we'll look ahead to these these final couple of games. Tomorrow night, first game after a road trip, Vegas experienced that firsthand with what happened against the Boston Bruins as they came back. Got to be ready for that one. That That's a great one. And here, here's another interesting thought. The Olympics. It happens, doesn't happen. But Team Canada's coaching staff consists of Bruce Cassidy, Boston, Barry Trotz, New York Islanders, Pete DeBoer, Vegas Golden Knights, all assisting John Cooper of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Pete DeBoer is going through this Olympic stretch. Beat Boston and Butch. Beat the Islanders and Barry Trotz. And tomorrow night, he gets the uh, the head coach, the person he's assisting for the Olympic Games in John Cooper. Uh, slide over to uh, the Henderson Silver Knights uh, coming off a big performance uh, yesterday in the lucky launch. Uh, back-to-back games against the Abbotsford Canucks uh, calling the action. Brian McCormick uh, uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, how, how was the lucky launch before we get too far into things uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights? And is it true that you were the one that created the lucky launch slogan? Uh, that is outright false. Uh, I, I believe the idea for the lucky launch name uh, came from Lucky himself, hmm. uh, but he's rather mute. I'm the only one who can hear and understand him, so I take credit for most of his good ideas. Uh, but it went very, very well. Uh, I think we're hoping to have an official count of, of wh- how many were collected tomorrow. Uh, I think they expect to have a, a number tomorrow. They, they got them off to Toys for Tots as quickly as they could yesterday. As Of course, Christmas is quickly approaching, but uh, we should know how many tomorrow. But uh, really, really good turnout, uh, almost 5,000 people, and pretty much everyone brought at least one bear with them. So, you know, should be a really good haul for Toys for Tots uh, and a lot of fun. And uh, it's always fun to see the first uh, edition of a new tradition. And, you know, for, for everyone's first try, I was extremely impressed, and it's only going to get better every year from here on out. What was your fill strategy when, when the Henderson Silver Knights uh, scored the goal? My fill strategy? Well, I had Darren Elliott with me. So, oh, so you didn't even have to talk. There you go. I said, look at that. And then we were good for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, but, By no, the way, was... I say that because Elliot listens to this show every day and, and tells me what he likes and what, what he thought that I was totally wrong on. So it's usually a long conversation on the uh, what I was wrong on part. No, it was, it, it's, it was an unbelievable work with Darren for back-to-back games. We got to work together, which is so much fun. We've done a few together this year. Um, but we, we got to speak with, uh, shame on me, Sergeant John Paul... Adiv, I believe, was, was the last name, uh, from the Marine Corps, which, of course, they run the Toys for Tots program. He was able to give us some uh, information on what the Marine Corps is doing, and then they're just helping you know millions of kids uh, across the country uh, make sure that everyone has something for Christmas this year. So that helps fill a little bit of time. Uh, my throw landed about 18 rows short of where it had to be, so some good uh, self-deprecation ate up another couple of minutes. Um, but amazingly, for the thousands and thousands of bears that were on the ice, the crew had it cleaned up in seven and a half minutes. Uh, we had someone running a stopwatch to, to let us know how, uh, how much of a hindrance we were to hockey, uh, and it was seven and a half minutes, which is remarkably quick. Uh, so I didn't have to fill that much time at all. It, it worked. Uh, I've, I've had more, more juggling to do when a pane of glass breaks than I did for the teddy bear toss. So. I, I like it when the players get out there and start uh, stick handling with the, with the stuffies and trying to get everything cleaned up. 
We, I, I love that too. And unfortunately, we couldn't do that with with COVID protocols. They had the players go straight to the bench and kind of wait there, which is kind of funny because it almost had the look for a lot of them of that kid who shows up at the playground while a basketball game is going on and is just waiting for someone to invite them to join. <laughs> just oh, maybe if I maybe if I look look down my shoes, someone will feel bad for me and invite me to jump into a bear pile. Uh, and it never happened. So next year, hopefully, we'll get more of the uh, the spectacle aspect from the player standpoint. But um, I do believe Paul Cotter was wearing a microphone when it happened. Uh, so we might see something from that at some point. I don't know how that'll turn out, but I think we, we might have uh, Paul Cotter as the uh, on the ice correspondent when all is said and done. But uh, it was it was a, gr- a great event. I know players next year are going to look look forward to getting back to it. I asked uh, uh, Joel Ward. Uh, so Jonas Romberg scored the teddy bear goal. I was like, well, you got to get something for that, right? A, a cupcake, get to keep a bear or something. Uh, I don't think that's the case. So you know, going going forward in the future, we'll have to come up with some sort of a, a reward system for that as well for the player side. Brian McCormick's the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, a big win yesterday uh, over the Abbotsford Canucks and uh, the teddy bear toss. So the lucky launch was held yesterday. Before we get uh, into it, there sounded like there was some some like sort of pent up emotion when you're talking about being at the playground and nobody inviting you out to, to play basketball. Do you want, is there a story there from your childhood that you want to share with us? No, no, I never went to the playground. It was more <laughs> my brothers and my sister not inviting me in the backyard. It's <laughs> closer to home. But I showed them. <laughs> uh, things are back to normal on the VGK front uh, with the roster. Uh, how has the trickle down been to getting back to normal on the Henderson Silver Knights side? You know, it's been uh, it's been tremendous. The impact of the players that were VGK regulars, LeCision, Ron Beard, Cotter, they've come back uh, and they've maintained that high level. And you know, any I'm not privy to any conversation that they had with the coaching staff, but you can imagine any time you get sent down, it's hey, you've done good things, keep it up, and bring it back here. Well, if if that's what the conversation was, that's what they've been doing. Uh, Jake LeCision has five goals in seven games now. He had. Uh, seven all of last season, so he, he's found a new level. And uh, really, for for Jake Lecision, the thing that's been so standout is that all of his offense, everything, is coming from right in front. You know, he, he's scoring in a, a, a Thomas Holmstrom kind of manner, just redirect deflections and, and goals from six inches out. Uh, and I asked him, I said, "Well, surely in, in junior Regina or something, you must have been a net front guy somewhere." And he says, "I honestly, on the power play, I never really have been. This is kind of new, but..." You know, for the coaching staff, they just, uh, you know, uh, assign a lot of the success to, to, to confidence. You know, he wants the puck in his stick, but he's also going to areas where he knows the puck is going to be, uh, and the finish has been phenomenal. So, you know, for Jake LeCision, Jonas Rombeard, last year they were go-to players defensively, go-to penalty killers, reliable 200-foot forwards. This year they're, they're not only scoring more, but they're being relied on to score more. They're being asked to be you know, goal scorers late in one goal hockey games, uh, and they're they're cashing in again and again. So, uh, not only have Jake LeCision and Jonas Rombier had great seasons because they've gotten significant NHL experience, they're just flat out better hockey players right now than they were last season. And everyone was thrilled with the progress they made a year ago. So, nothing but uh, but good news on both of their fronts. Uh, and as the Silver Knights get a little healthier as well, Jack Dugan is playing up points uh, right away again. He's had a lot of injuries in the first couple of months. Uh, he's playing close to a point-per-game pace. So d- definitely a shot in the arm of offense for the Silver Knights over the last couple of weeks. His name is Brian McCormick. Uh, you hear him calling the Henderson Silver Knights games on both the, the radio and on television. And uh, it's a, a Silver Knights team that's had to balance uh, between the uh, call-ups and the injuries themselves are above 500 and coming off a weekend split against the uh, Abbotsford Canucks uh, 
Brimes with us on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, so you mentioned Dugan, who we didn't see up with with the Big Tut Club uh, during the the rash of injuries, uh, but is a player that's starting to make an impact. Who who didn't come up, but maybe took advantage of their opportunity, uh, like Jake Lasician did when he was uh, given the uh, the avenue uh, to play with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, you know that's a good question. I'll, I'll give you one answer that is accurate to what you asked, and one that's cheating a little. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev has basically been the the most potent scorer over the course of the last few weeks. Uh, or I'm uh, sorry, pardon me, the first few weeks he still leads the team in scoring, but he was the the go-to offensive guy. First came out of the gate uh, with goals in three straight games, and then after that went a little bit dry goal scoring wise, but was setting up everybody else. He was kind of the engine; everything was running through. Um, and Daniil Miramanov on the back end, again, close to a point per game. You know, it's been such a strange year. Uh, and the whole, the COVID element is, I think, just starting to obviously make a, a more significant impact now than it did earlier in the season. But cer- certain parts of the year, because of the call-ups and, and that, that situation league-wide, it feels like it's hard to put a, a finger on the pulse of what the all-star ballot picture would look like. But I would think that Daniil Miramanov would, would certainly garner some attention on the back end. Um, but another guy who I think made an impact, and he did get called up, but, but briefly, um, Ben Jones, who made his NHL debut, but predominantly has been with the Silver Knights this season. Uh, boy, did he really step into a top six role, and he's pretty much maintained that top six role, and he fits into the same conversation as what Romberg and LeCision and Cotter fit into, which is to say his rookie year, ra- rather uh, quiet numbers, last year, Better, showed a little bit of a spark, but just looking like he was trying to figure it out. This year, already almost matching the numbers from all of last season. He's been good around the net, he's been aggressive, and he's been shooting. And especially shorthanded, there's a little extra jump in his step uh, that Ben Jones is a a legitimate 20-goal guy-looking kind of player this year. And uh, again, with some of the roster absences, he was asked to be more of that uh, in the first couple months of this season than he was a year ago. Brian McCormick from the Henderson Silver Knights uh, coming up the lucky launch and uh, split with the Abbotsford Canucks. So what's your schedule leading up to and then after Christmas? Yeah, so the uh, the Ontario Reign are in town uh, for Wednesday, and then that'll be the last game before the break. Uh, and then the team goes on the road when they come back. Uh, first game back is going to be the 29th. Uh, it's going to be a trip that goes through San Diego and Ontario. Ontario will be New Year's Eve. Uh, and then home against Ontario again, if I'm not mistaken, on New Year's Day. Uh, make sure that you're not mistaken, because it'd be embarrassing if uh, if you showed up at the wrong rink. Hey, I, I I always show up early. <laughs> I always show up early enough to realize I'm the only guy there, and then I correct course and I find out where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it'd be really bad though if you're at Orleans and you're supposed to be in Ontario. <laughs> that at least that's a drive I can make by the knife. <laughs> If I was supposed to be in Abbotsford, that would be a bigger pickle. Uh, just, on, just on the COVID front, uh, is anything, you saw the release from the National Hockey League, working with the Players Association, they're going to forge ahead, uh, no shutdown. Uh, there's some postponements in the AHL, but just a big picture. Uh, what do you see? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a day-by-day thing like anything else, right? I've heard nothing uh, regarding our plan, so as far as I'm concerned, you know, the way the schedule reads is how we're going forward for the moment. Um, I, I will say that you know usually, and this was the case last year, the AHL has the ability to make its own decisions and do what it thinks is right and work with the PHPA for whatever decisions they have to make. But but it's usually if the NHL makes a decision and makes a move, sometimes that can dictate the direction the AHL is going. And there's obviously 
congruence between the two leagues with the affiliations, and now so many of the minor league teams like the Silver Knights are in the same city as their affiliates, so if it affects the parent, why wouldn't it affect the sibling? Uh, so right now I've heard nothing. Uh, we're, we're going along as planned. Hopefully this uh, situation is a brief one uh, at all levels, um, but, but obviously everything is rather tentative in the, the world in which we currently live. Uh, I enjoyed listening to you and Darren Elliott uh, the last couple of games. Uh, keep up the great work. We'll uh, listen to you again on Wednesday as the Golden Knights play Tuesday, Thursday, and as the Henderson Silver Knights against Ontario on Wednesday at Orleans Arena. Uh, be safe and happy holidays, buddy. Thank you, Darren. If I don't see you, just behave yourself on Christmas. Uh, you won't be able to see me, and I will not behave myself. Uh, that's my one day to be the biggest pest in the world to my kids, and I take full advantage of it. Well, then good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there's Brian McCormick, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, one of the coolest guys uh, that I've got a uh, chance to meet in and around uh, this journey into the Las Vegas Valley. The play of the day is coming up, and then we'll get you into our ratings from the last three games. And Joe Smith, who covers the Tampa Bay Lightning for the Athletic, he is going to tell us just how Tampa Bay has been able to do this as they roll into town for a game tomorrow night on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You're listening to the VGK Insider Show. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting a Pete DeVore some props here. If he was a football coach, he'd be saying he's got some, some real moxie when it comes to the two-minute drill. Being able to run it out there and create some offense and being able to win, win games. Did it against the New York Rangers. Won a key faceoff. Dylan Coughlin scores. Chip play by Nick Hegg on that situation to set up the game-tying goal. Then you go down and you win it in the shootout. Last, yesterday. I was going to say last night, but it was really yesterday morning. Uh, against the New York Islanders. Pull the goaltender for the extra attacker. Tie the game. And then you win it in the shootout. Four points. Look like you might get zero out of those two games. Uh, yesterday's play of the day, the tying goal against the New York Islanders with the goalie pulled. To the right, Pacioretty shoots, blocked. Rebound goes behind the goal. Islanders trying to clear left boards. Petrangelo keeps it in the zone. Makes the drive to the middle. Theodore scores! The drive from Shea Theodore ties the game. 47 seconds to play in the third. The one-time shot from Shea, and the Knights get two goals from number 27. And it's the second time that a Vegas Golden Knight defenseman has scored three goals in a game. Doesn't get credit for the hat trick, but two during regulation and then one in the shootout for Shea Theodore. Four in a row on the road trip, five in a row overall. First place, and they'll face the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night, who are back on the top spot in their division. It's the VGK Insider Show. We'll look ahead to that one with Joe Smith, plus one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. There's just a little bit to talk about since we last spoke. It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour two is coming up.